the college football experience, Arkansas Razorbacks at the Georgia Bulldogs game preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college football experience, Arkansas Razorbacks at the Georgia Bulldogs game preview. My name is Kobe Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Damn, I'm coming in hot with that music. Coming in really hot with that music. That was loud. My apologies to the listener. Sometimes you're not fucking paying attention. You're just doing random shit. All right. But I can tell you who's not doing random shit. It is. I mean, you, you, I'm telling guys, I'm telling you guys, you got to check out this podcast, the gymnasium podcast. This is uh, one of the hosts of the show. I mean, there's XFL gym and there's also my guy here. I call him the wolf of Oakland. He calls himself that as well. Give it up for chase Sesums. How you doing chase? Uh, man, I'm doing fantastic. I've allowed myself to dream. I'm living, I'm living my best life. And after uh, the Texas A&M win, nary a bowl of mashed potatoes went undickless. <laughs> and, and, and I got to preface this to, to the audience that, that I was on a, we were, we were both uh guests on a show uh, breaking down the, uh, the up- upcoming college football season, say, I don't know, what was that mid mid August? If I had, if I had to guess. It's about right, yeah. And you called for the Razorbacks to be twelve and zero. I thought maybe this guy's had a few cocktails because I realized how ridiculous the SEC just gives you death blows on the schedule front, and and then, and then I know we're only a few games in, but God damn it, Sam Pittman, I can't wait. I I gotta find a way to go eat a pulled pork sandwich and get drunk with that guy because I love that son of a bitch. Look, you're an Arkansas Razorback fan for what your whole life. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm born and bred Little Rock, Arkansas, and it's not like we have any other teams going for us. I mean, it was this or minor league baseball, and I feel like I chose chose wisely <laughs> with uh, with the Razorbacks. I would I would agree, depending on what that minor league baseball team name is. But uh, the Razorbacks, come on, come on! I mean, this is uh, this is amazing. This is I I've I've been a fan of Arkansas for a minute. I mean, back to the Houston nut days, back when they had uh what was it? Matt Jones. I mean, you can go further mm-hmm. back with the Clint stoner days or, uh, but the, those teams always fun. And then I did, I didn't really like, I know you were uh bitter during the, the, the Morris days, which rightfully so, but you know, road rash face, uh, Bobby Petrino, one of my favorites all time, not from a human being stand. Well, yeah, from a human being standpoint. And, uh, and, and, and so t- walk me through, walk the audience through being an Arkansas fan. I mean, what, what did you start in the Barry Foster era or did you, did you move along or what, what, what walk me through I mean, your experience? I, so I, I would say I pretty much, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 36 years old. I, I feel like, you know, elementary school is when you can really kind of start actually understanding enough about football to be able to say you're, you're like a fan and follow it. And so, uh, I hit, I came into the mix in the, uh, the Danny Ford era. Um, you know, after he had, uh, come up, you know, come over from Clemson, I think won a national championship at Clemson. And so he came from there and he brought his national championship pedigree. And from what I hear, just terrible financial issues that he had his mind on constantly. Uh, he took us to the, uh, Oh God, the car quest bowl in North Carolina. And I was, I was hooked. And that was the year that we beat uh, Alabama. One of like only two times. I think I can remember that happening. And, you know, he was gone. And then the right Reverend Houston nut showed up and uh, damn it. We loved him. We, we loved him until we absolutely hated him uh, at the end of his tenure. Now, now I kind of look back on those days fondly because, you know, <laughs> a bowl game every year is kind of sweet. And uh, yeah, it's uh you know, I've gotten to see just some amazing running backs. We've had some amazing players. We've, I've watched Houston nut put people uh, at the wrong position uh, <laughs> consistently and watch them get drafted and, you know, drafted and make the hall of fame at other positions uh, like Jason Peters. Yeah. 300 pound tight end. Let's fucking get it. Um, the Bobby Petrino era. There was so much hope. There was so much hope. And then it's like, I don't know. It's like you had a really good Christmas with your dad, and then you like come home the day after and find him, you know, balls deep in the nanny or it, something. Well, you know, is it's there like, any truth? Because I've heard speculation. You know, as you know, I'm a huge fan. Like honestly, the background on my computer for the past five years has been that press conference, uh, that photo of that press conference where he's just got. <laughs> I Dude, love how yeah. I mean I love the the Arc, the Arkansas PR department thinking that was a great idea. Well, hey, let's oh, yeah. put a guy. But I've heard speculation, maybe through I think the Reddit channel of Arkansas or something, that like they that was kind of a cover up that he was just got his ass whooped by a guy's uh, a girl's husband or something. Is, is any truth to that? You think? I don't know. It feels kind of extreme. Like if you're just going to get your ass whooped, I like I will. Home Depot and then try to cover it up by just rubbing your face with like high grit sandpaper afterwards. <laughs> like he's, I, I don't believe it. I think he, he always has smacked of legitimate dirt bag. So it doesn't, it makes sense to me that he actually, you know, whenever the Ozark Chappaquiddick went down, that's exactly, exactly how it actually happened. I, I, I would say that trying to like uh bribe a, uh, a, a state, a state, you know, Arkansas state trooper to, uh, to just lie for him. And that, that meets the dirt bag requirements. <laughs> uh, regardless, I'm glad to see he's at Missouri state. I've always dreamed, and I know I'm getting a little sidetracked here, 
but I've always dreamed that UNLV would hire Bobby Petrino. I've always wanted that. I've always said, dude, if you're going to own your identity, sin city, go get yes. Bobby Petrino. It, it, it makes so much sense. He's, you know, a Weber state guy. It's, it's that he, he coaches like the, like that West, you know, mountain West kind of style of football, man. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, man. They gotta, they gotta line that thing up, but, uh, but yeah, man, Houston, not another good thing before we dive into this game. One of my favorite fuck yous was Houston nut when he was fired from Ole Miss. Uh, you know, they blamed their infractions on him, right? Right. On unjustly. Like it was not him. And by him suing the state of Mississippi, that's when the court, because of that, they had to publicize all their records. And that's when we found out Hugh Freeze and the strip club scandal was going on. I mean, God. What and, and it's so God bless him for, for um, outing Hugh freeze because he, I, I don't know. I just kind of like it whenever people who kind of seem slimy turn out to be slimy. Also, uh, if there's anything that's like traditional Arkansas, it is a a FOIA, you know, FOIA request uh, because he learned that at Arkansas because they, they asked for his like university phone records. And that's how we found out that he was uh, canoodling with Donna Bragg from like the Fort Smith television, television (laughs) channel. So like he just took what he learned at Arkansas. Inside, weaponizing it against the state of Mississippi. So great, man. Such a great fuck you back. Um, all right. Let, well, let's dive into this game here because obviously I know you're thrilled with, with Arkansas uh, and, and the way the season's starting. And I mean, come on, top 10, gotta love that. Um, uh, KJ Jefferson has been the, the guy under center. And, and, you know, this guy looks like he's on the verge of kind of like, I mean, he's averaging 11 yards of completion just about. That, that right there. I'm telling you, if you, if you guys don't break down every game and you're don't, you don't know what that stat is that look, you're normally your teams that win the, like make the college football playoff. It's less than 11 yards. All right. That is really impressive by KJ Jefferson, but he got banged up in that last game. Do we know the status? Do we think he's going to be playing in this one against, against the bulldogs against the nation's what is it? The nation's top defense. Is it still, let me double check. Yes. Yeah, still number one, believe it or not. Uh, what, what, what's the status right now with KJ Jefferson? Do you think he's going to be a go? I like, I caught the, the very early, you know, local, local news state. Uh, you know, not really having a lot of information on it. I think it's a go just based on uh, him coming back in the fourth quarter against Texas A&M and running um, like the Hulk uh, to get a first down late, like getting low and being able to drive. I think he might've just kind of bang bruised his knee in a way that made it a little bit swollen and a little bit stiff, a little bit hard to run on. Um, he also kind of went over the top of it and made me kind of think he maybe like hyperextended it, but that's still something you can come back from quick. And uh, I think you're right to bring that up right off the bat because um, that a non-mobile KJ Jefferson is uh, is definitely trouble for Arkansas. Yeah, I mean that's to me the the hard part of me handicapping this game is knowing how healthy he is. You know, he does the RPO a lot. Kendall Bryles, the OC, it's really hard for me to uh, project. And, you know, if anything, um, I mean, another thing is, is Georgia, we can say they're the number one defense. And I, I believe they're the number one defense, but it's hard to really say that when they've played game, like Clemson's offense, I don't know if the world has noticed they're not setting anything on fire. All right. Like no. <laughs> this is an offense that, uh, what what against Georgia Tech? You, uh, I call him ukulele. He he uh, he he threw for like 110 yards or something, right? Or and last week he did not look great. 
So to me, when you break down the the Georgia schedule, UAB is probably the best offense. And even with that, Tyler Johnson, no disrespect, I'm a fan, but he's kind of a gritty quarterback. He's not uh, like he's he's one UAB got got just completely destroyed by Georgia, and I called that because their style of play is Georgia, but in the Conference USA. Um, and then week three, South Carolina, this offense is awful. All right. I mean, I I'm in East Carolina. I went to East Carolina, like South Carolina should have lost to East Carolina and, and they only put up seven points on the, on the, maybe the nation's worst defense offensively. Now they, they did score some more points, but it was off turnovers. Uh, and then Vanderbilt and then Georgia had more touchdowns than Vanderbilt had first downs. I don't know if that's the bulldog defense being so great, or is it Vanderbilt the same team that lost by three touchdowns are just about to East Tennessee state of the FCS. I, I it's, it's, it's weird, man. Cause yes, I believe Kirby smarts, a great defensive coach. I know they got great talent all over that defense, but I also like wonder, could they be not as good as what we think? Like, what if they're like a top, what if they're like, I, I think they're going to be no matter what a top 25 defense, but number one right now could be a little bit of an outlier. And I can tell you this, I still worry about the offense. Cause it's not like these defenses. I mean, Clemson's defense is the best defense they face. And it's actually a top 25 defense, but they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They got their one touchdown on a pick six. So I know it was week one. I, I just don't know what, like people are already to, to, you know, crown Georgia. I'm not there yet, man. Until I see it consistently and Georgia gets Arkansas this week and Auburn next week. And then Kentucky, which I think are just three way better teams than the rest. Even though I know Kentucky was just in a dog fight with South Carolina um, short of Clemson, obviously Clemson's still a weird team. I have a hard time getting engaged on that, but wh- what do you make? Do you think they're, I mean, I, I know the front seven of Georgia's Georgia's loaded from a recruiting standpoint, but could this be an outlier? Yeah, absolutely. I, I they're, they are 100%. You know, I, I feel like they're the defense, it, they could be that good, but the, it feels fraudulent. I mean, you kind of pointed out the issues with, uh, with Clemson Clemson turns out to not be what, you know, what we thought they were. And honestly, uh, one thing I'm mad about with Clemson is that somehow that guy's name has it like an in sound in it. And there's not <laughs> a single in, in, in there. It's just like L's and I's and E's. Um, <laughs> Ungolo- yeah. Ungolele. I don't know how to pronounce it, man. I just drink when that, when that, yeah. when that happens, um, yeah, when, when you put up, when you outscore Vandy 62, nothing and Vandy has like a dog fight with like Colorado state at some point, who is, uh, I believe on my buddy XFL gyms, auto fade list of, of teams that he just chases high spread numbers around with. Like they, they haven't played anybody. And, but I also give them enough respect to say, uh, they did most definitely could be that good. It's just, it's kind of lipstick lipstick on a pig with a, who they've been playing. Yeah, I just don't know necessarily what Georgia is yet. You know, until until we find out what Clemson is, what you know, because I think Clemson could be it at the end of the day, based on what I've seen so far this year, seven and five, eight and fourteen, something like that. Uh, but but really, KJ Jefferson's health so vital in this game. We know the run game uh, with with Traylon Smith; he's a beast. But Jefferson also great on the ground, getting seven point two yards of rush. He's a, just a, a gigantic X factor in this game, and then the wide receiver spot for the Razorbacks. You got what I, I believe. I thought I I saw that Burks was questionable for this game, right? Well, I I'm just seeing where Sam Pittman. Uh, he he actually 
said something about it this week. And, you know, it sounds like they might not be full speed in practice, but he expects them both, uh, you know, both KJ Jefferson and Traylon Burks to be full, you know, full go by the time the, the game rolls around. And I know you guys were banged up on the O line spot, but it's Pittman's specialty. We know he coached uh, the O line at Georgia, and that's what I was wondering. You think you pick up anything, um, let alone you know, obviously getting your your O line healthier from from perhaps a week ago. Um, but do you pick up uh, anything on, on the defensive schemes that Kirby? Is there an advantage to being an offensive line coach going up against Kirby Smart? Uh, you know, I, what do you think? I, I honestly, I. I don't think it's so much of like him being the O-line coach as much as like, he's, he's like the O-line architect. He's a hell of a recruiter. And so he's, he's the one who brought in a lot of those kids to Georgia. I think him, I almost put the O-line positions like a complete wash because he built both of them. Um, what I kind of think is that, I mean, if you're a good college football coach, not, I mean, you know, your players weaknesses because that's how you develop people. And I, I think that, he and Barry Odom are, are putting their heads together right now. And they're looking at each player on that starting line and they're saying, okay, this, this is what he doesn't do well. This is what he doesn't do well. And this is, you know, and they're, they're putting something together. And um, I'm also taking donations for a keep Barry Odom at Arkansas fund. If you, <laughs> if you have just the price, you know, of a cup of coffee a day, going to be tough when the, when the reigning national champs of Yukon come in and offer him a nice contract. All right. <laughs> I, I'm joking. I mean, Yukon should do that, but they're, they're going to get outbid. Um, but, but Barry Odom should have probably never got fired at Missouri. I mean, yes. Did the program sink a tiny bit from Pinkle to, to Odom? Sure. Not maybe, maybe a little bit more than a tiny bit, but they were still a bowl team. I don't understand that. I think he was a good football coach and obviously he's proving that in Fayetteville now. Um, and that's, I think where we now circle to is the defensive side of the ball because I'm not all the way in on JT Daniels yet. And I don't even know what, what, I mean, I know Stetson Bennett's played a lot when Daniels, you know, had the, has that uh, injury. I, I don't, this is what I need to see more of because it's not in uh, the, your offense put three points up against Clemson. That's a top 25 defense and Venables is a great DC, but in every game that I've ever seen JT Daniels, to tell you the truth, back to USC, I wasn't all the way sold coming into this year. I mean, Obviously, with Georgia's schedule, I thought it broke nice. You know the teams they drew from the West, the no back-to-back away, and 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 I thought, okay, you know they could they could win the national championship this year. But I also thought, what if JT Daniels just isn't that good? Because I've never seen him in a like in a, in a primetime matchup, kind of steal the show, in my opinion. So uh, going to be really interesting to see what Barry Odom dials up against uh, the Georgia offense. We know Georgia's like running back you. They have a slew of running backs that are good from Zamir white to James cook to, to Kendall Milton. So th- what do you, what do you think the advantage will be for the Razorbacks and Barry Odom dialing up a defense? Are they going to be able to make this Georgia offense struggle like they did against Clemson? When I was digging through the stats for Georgia, what really kind of stuck out to me was how slanted they are to the pass game. They're really not running for a ton, ton of yards a game. And we're talking, you know, they have played a few blowouts where you expect, you would expect a lot of rushing attempts and it's not really happening. Um, if I were to, uh, I mean, looking at, it, I'm seeing that Georgia throws for, or sorry, runs for about 177 a game throws for about 277. Arkansas is a little bit, you know, the complete opposite. I honestly think that just the Barry Odom based defense of that kind of three, two, six, Iron Curtain it gives uh, gives uh, uh, Georgia a lot of trouble because 
you know, they're able to generate pressure just rushing three. Now with a Sam Pittman constructed offensive line, you know, still it's like the, the you know, old pieces of the Berlin wall kind of laying around with the, with the, the Sam Pittman O-line at, at, at Georgia. But, you know, if they're not having to bring pressure, then JT Daniels struggles uh, this week. Um, we're very good at stopping the run. And a, a lot of it is, is scheme. Uh, I, I've been thinking about it and I'm not sure how you necessarily expose that scheme other than, you know, you're able to, to hold up that rush the entire game and, you know, people just find soft zone coverage and they find a hole and they sit in it and you just pick them apart that way. I, I don't necessarily see that happening. And, you know, I, I'm less concerned with us stopping the run game as much as I'm concerned with stopping the pass game, because I think that they are, in the situation where maybe their pass game sets up the run as opposed to the, you know, the traditional run game setting up the pass. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to, just to key in on, uh, I mean, I, I think that is going to be the true tale of the game is can you limit their offenses? If so, you can get in a, a good old fashioned, you know, rock fight and, and we could really see an upset. Um, but just to play into it, while you were talking there, I had to go back and, and, and find the offensive rankings of what, the Bulldogs have faced so far. So there's 130 FBS teams. The best offense they've faced is UAB, which is 79th in the nation. The other three are bottom 15, actually bottom 14 offenses in the nation. Clemson charting at 121, Vanderbilt charting at 123, South Carolina at 116. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is this is what I mean by they they might have a, a legit advantage against, I mean, they might have an yeah. advantage. Like those stats, you cannot build uh, anything and say, Oh, well this, uh, like I, I get it. The defense has been good. And Kirby smarts, a great defensive coordinator. It's been good over time, but I also think it could be an outlier of how good they are. It, it could just be, Hey, it's a good defense, much like Clemson was uh, there or Clemson's charting at the top 25. Um, but maybe it's not this all lights out defense, the number one defense in the nation that we think it is, you know? Yeah. And I mean, to their credit, they're always going to be athletic because they have, they, they recruit really well. Uh, you know, looking at, when you look at their rankings and just kind of feel like, you know, when Tyson got out of prison and he was fighting people like Peter McNeely, you know, trying to get, trying to get pumped up. And I mean, <laughs> if that, that's the case, Tyson was pretty good, but there's still Peter McNeely. Um, <laughs> I love the I, poll. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of my favorite because he did uh, poetry uh, for the, uh, for the uh, press conference. Um, now I, in my heart, I want to go ahead and just say that they're fraudulent and just kind of just, just for the sake of having the argument to say, you know, they didn't, they didn't, you know, they're, they're performing really well against, against a bunch of uh, a bunch of teams that, that aren't great. Also, I mean, I'm a big horse racing guy. I like to see, you know, when a horse is like stepping up in class after racing, nobody, I still give the, that horse some credit. If he's beating those horses, like they were nobody by like 20 links. If he looks like the second coming of secretary at rate running against them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you make great points. And, and, and I mean, I think that's the biggest problem is like, I'm not ready to crown Georgia yet. I got to see them do it. It's going to be interesting Saturday. Can't wait. The over unders at 49 before we handicap this game. I mean, why do, why am I leaning under? I think, I think it's because it turns into that rock fight that you were talking about. Um, if it, this game could quite easily get uglied up. If, if Georgia is indeed as good as advertised, 
And if we are uh, as good as not advertised, people kind of kind of shying away from the Arkansas defense. I feel like it's not getting in, getting that same credit. Um, it 100% could be a grinded out on the, on the ground uh, kind of game, um, which Arkansas is going to do anyway. We're able to put up points, but it's not, you know, we're, I wouldn't call us, you know, just like prolific. We're not, we're not like, you know, Chris Peterson, Boise state back in the day or anything, especially if Jefferson's not a hundred percent. Oh, if, if, yeah. If it, it is 17 might be too high. If Jefferson's not a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, even if he's 80%, it, let's just say he's, he's able to throw passes comfortably, but he can't, his, his running threat is gone. I think that's a gigantic blow to the Razorbacks. I, I really do. Um, so at, I'm going to take the under on this play. If you had to go one way, what would you do? I'm with you on the under. Um, I, th- I think this just kind of turns into like a good old fashioned sec slobber knocker, quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got the line. It's eight, uh, it's 18 and a half plus 700 on the money line. Are Shut you- up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you definitely placing a money line bet there? Or is this a, uh, you know, I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, when I go drinking Friday night, I might place it. Uh, yes, I'm one. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to, to place this money line, bet. I'm actually going to head down to the new sports book at the, at the Oaklawn, uh, you know, uh, track, uh, casino, uh, on Saturday. And so, uh, I, I have a feeling I'm not going to get the same kind of money line odds at, at a sports book in Arkansas. Um, but, uh, yes, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this money line because, it's just lunacy. I feel like the line is lunacy too, but I mean, I, I, I feel like it's an overreaction to the Vandy performance. I feel like it's an underreaction to the, to the Texas A&M performance. And that maybe, maybe the house kind of thinks that uh KJ Jefferson and Traylon Burks are a little bit more injured than they actually are. And I honestly, I, I don't see it. I don't think that they are interesting. See, see, my thing is this, I was all over Arkansas last week. I, I don't, I don't know if Texas A&M is as good as, I mean, I, I, I made the case on my show that they didn't belong in the top 25 based on the resume I've seen this year. Cause I'm a, uh, look, I grew up a Colorado fan before, like when I first started in getting into college football and uh, they're not good. Right. Uh, I look, the buffs were winning against A&M for 59 minutes. I don't want to devalue. I am devaluing it, but I, I'm just saying like I was all over Arkansas last week and the money line I don't buy into a and M this year. I really don't. And, and um, I don't know what we have in Georgia. It's still a great win for Arkansas, but I, I just don't buy into uh, the a and M offense essentially. And I think Mike Elko and the defense are, are, are legit, but which was still great to see Arkansas attack that, but 18 and a half points. I don't know. I actually went Georgia because I said, if Jefferson's just 80%, I think that's a huge difference. So well, this is fun. Do you have like a tote bag for me as a parting gift? Cause uh, after hearing that I'm fucking out buddy. <laughs> well, dude, look, I, I, <laughs> if you told me he was hundred percent healthy, I would take Arkansas on the points, sure, but the sure. uncertainty, it has me convinced that I'm like, uh Oh, cause if he's just it, look, he, he, if he's going to play Pittman said he's playing, it doesn't mean he's hundred percent. So like, sure. to me, that's concerning. And to me, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take Georgia minus the 18 and unless I know he's a hundred percent, because I, I think I'm looking at something that I do think the under is going to hit, but I think it's something like a 27 to seven game. And I actually think it's for the most part, even if he's 80%, I think it's going to be like a 14, seven game for a lot of it. 
but, but what one turnover late and all of a sudden you can have a, you can have a 27 or 28 to seven final score. Honestly. I mean, it feels, it feels like it would be the smart gambling play to go ahead and take your shot at the money line. Know that, you know, if you hit that, you're, you're great, but let's go ahead and just cover, cover my ass with this, uh, with this 18 point spread that we have and, you know, just goose it enough that I'm going to be able to, to cover whatever, whatever I lost on the money line. If it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't hit, um, you know, I, I certainly, I, I always believe, you know, I'm not really a hedger. I always think, you know, just if you're going to bet on anything, bet on your bet on yourself. And, uh, but I, I honestly think that would be a pretty, pretty smart play. Um, you know, I, money lines that high. When I feel like a team has a legitimate chance to win mm-hmm. kind of rare. It feels like uh, all I'm saying, man, all I'm saying is I am going to be the biggest Arkansas fan on Saturday. Yeah, I am, but I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, okay. I'm probably going to bet two separate bets of the under and Georgia minus 18 and a half, unless they give me some type of report, which I don't think they would do of saying KJ Jefferson's a hundred percent. I'm sorry, man. I'm going, I'm going Georgia just because I don't, I don't even know what Georgia is. And maybe you can make fun of me, shit on me. That's fine. Because I, I, I don't know what Georgia is, but as long I saw that backup come in, in the, uh, the A and M game, I, I was not sold on a couple of those. Uh, what, what he threw like one pass into the end zone. I think, right. If memory serves me correct, I was yeah. consuming and it was not a very impressive uh, read. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to, I'm going to ride with that. You're sprinkling some on the money line. Arkansas plus 18. He's also backing me on the under guys. Make sure you check out the gymnasium podcast, XFL gym, hell of a good guy. And then this gentleman right here, the, the wolf of Oakland yet. Yeah. Look, I already love this guy because he's already, he's touting the wolf of Oakland, which is a, a racetrack. God, that's, that's, that's right up our alley. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at of Oakland of Oakland. And I'm talking about chase Sessoms, a fucking genius I'm over here. Really bad at making, uh, making Twitter handles. So uh, yeah, of Oakland it was, <laughs> well, I'm a fucking asshole to put the Colby D like I'm so like third person uh, cause someone else had Colby D and I was so original after that, that I was like, okay, uh, the Colby D what a fucking prick I am. But uh, anyway, look, check out that podcast. Check out uh, the gymnasium podcast, XFL gym, chase Sessoms, Wolf of Oakland. You got to check it out. I appreciate you hopping on and, and talking some razorback me. football. And you got to come back. Cause if you're able to pull this, pull this off. And by the way, I don't know this is anything to do with it, but I'm going to play you a Brian Bosworth song. All right. Yeah. That's good. You luck. Know, That's good. Brian, luck. Bos- Brian Bosworth filmed a movie in Arkansas. I'm just saying that's what I'm talking about, man. That is what I'm talking about. Uh, so Brian Bosworth being the theme, I know he's a sooner and, and that's, that's not cool, but I don't know. He's just good football energy, I believe. So I'm going to call, I'm going to, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet Georgia, but I'm going to, I'm going to be, my heart is with Sam Pittman. All right. And the future of the Razorbacks program here. So uh I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. How much do you hate me? Not at all. I mean, um, no matter how good they've doing, they're doing. I haven't forgotten that Arkansas will still Arkansas some shit up. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm fully, you know, prepared for us to just lay, you know, absolutely lay an egg just because, uh, you know, history. Yeah, but you gotta in general, even if you lay an egg Saturday, 
this is going to be like the, tr- you're on the right track. The train is running oh, yeah. now before when it, it was it, Chad Morris, when you're losing to North Texas or whoever the fuck it was, you know, the train was, you couldn't find the train. It's exciting again. It, it is exciting again. Like I have, I have not been this excited for the last decade. I had like, I had emotionally checked out for, for a while and starting last year, like when we should have won at Auburn, things like, and that got my blood boiling. I was like, yep. Yep, Yeah. I'm going to allow myself to believe again. Let let me ask you this. If there is a Royal rumble of sec coaches, who are you betting on? Ooh, (laughs) what about it's it's hard not to, (laughs) I I like Pittman. I mean, but it's, it's, it's kind of hard not to, not to want to bet coach coach. O. honestly. Yeah. 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 I made that case for the, when we did the 130 Royal rumble, when we, me and Patty, see my co-host, we were talking who, who would, who would you pick? I mean, actually Charlie strong used to be a, a top draft pick, but he's not in, he's not at South Florida anymore. I think coach. O probably up there. Kyle Whittingham, I think could probably throw, throw a few bows. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like Pittman Pittman's definitely Pittman are smart head to head. Oh, Pittman. Yeah. Kirby, Kirby smarts got the John Parker, Wilson, Bama bang swoop going. <laughs> and I feel like when you abuse your hair privileges like that, that's just a guaranteed L <laughs> all right. All right. I got to get you out of here on this before, before. Okay. Most underrated coach. Like who would be the one to Ric Flair it up and throw dust in the eyes in the sec? Would that be, would that be perhaps be uh, you know, we've had coach Leach on the show before good friend of the program. Would that be, or maybe a, uh, may, maybe someone we don't see come, maybe a Dan Mullen. Would he pull a little Rick, Rick Flair, throwing some dust in the eyes. I don't know. I don't know if there is a right answer, but uh, you know, if I Jimbo Fisher, maybe could you see Jimbo Fisher being a little, little four Jimbo, horseman style? Uh, Jimbo <laughs> Fisher feels like, so like somebody's kind of like dirt bag valet, you know, um, <laughs> I, uh, whew. Mike Leach too crazy. He's too, he's, he's too crazy. He's got more of like a Nick Foley, Matt mankind kind of, kind of feel to him, but uh, yeah, it's gotta be Dan Mullen. Have you seen Tim's just smoking that fucking road flare of a cigar yes. after, after yes. wins in Mississippi state. Yeah. He is the, that jet flying <laughs> son of a gun. Uh, I'll have to say, Hold on, I'll cue that up right now. All right. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio <laughs> Looking at a guy out here hollering my name. My name. When last year I spent more money on spilt liquor. Spilt liquor. God damn it, I love that. Than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing. I love the woo in the middle of it. Kiss stealing, woo. Wheeling, dealing. Oh man. All right. I can't look. believe you're going to send me off on this note. Is there a brick wall in the tote bag that I can run through afterwards? <laughs> look, you got to come back. I'm rooting for Arkansas. Even if they lose, we want you back to come talk some Razorback football and uh, we'll dive more into uh, some Royal rumble theories. Uh, maybe by conference next time I'll hit you with the big 12 or something. I appreciate you hopping on, man. I really do. And everyone go check out that podcast. It's fantastic. The gymnasium podcast uh, and give my friend chase Sessoms a follow on Twitter at of Oaklawn. And if you're at Oaklawn, buy the guy JMO shot or something. It's the least you could do. Follow his picks. All right. He knows the ponies. He'll tell you lucky Lindy in the seventh is a shoe in. All right. Do that. Uh, all right, folks, this is the college football experience. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend. We also have the college basketball experience. Check out that podcast too. college basketball right around the corner. And 
Don't forget uh, to get the SGPN app. Yes, a free app. Holy shit. And guess what? We get we make all of our picks on the app. And me and my co-host that aren't with me on this episode, we're way over 500 picking every game for each and every year for the past 4 years. All right? You can download this app for free. You won't only get our picks You'll get our podcast, our articles. You know what I mean? Mike Leach has been on the show. We just talked about that. Bill Burr has been on the show. All right. Larry, the cable guy, we have just a, a slew of, of great guests. So check that out. SGPN app. You can download it for free. And once you do, if you take us, if, if you, if you leave us a five-star review, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D show me that screenshot and I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. Promise you it's brand new. It's not from a yard sale. So uh, at the Colby D on Twitter, uh, and remember chase Sessoms on Twitter at of Oakland, the college football experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast network on Twitter at the SGP network. All right, folks, I'm on the bulldogs minus the 18 and a half and the under wolf of Oakland disagrees says money line at plus 700. This is the college football experience, Arkansas, Georgia style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.